everyone, welcome back to the 5S with Viv. I'm so excited that you guys are listening to this podcast. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please rate my podcast, make comments, um, share the podcast with your friends. I would love, love you guys to give me some feedback on what you think about it. Um, Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do some two-way conversation. I've invited um, one of my dear friends and brother-in-arms, Jeremiah Polly, and he is going to speak to us about his background, his past, um, being an Army veteran, um, being physically wounded in Iraq, and then how he overcame all that. Um So Jeremiah Polly is an 11-year Army veteran. He was wounded in Iraq, and then he was medically retired from the Army. And for several years, he struggled with depression, anxiety, alcoholism, and suicidal ideation. And I know a lot of us have heard that from our fellow veterans. Um, So it's very important that we put that out there and know that you are not the only one struggling with these issues. Um, fortunately for Jeremiah, he was introduced to a physical health and wellness event um, by a, a veteran service organization. And this empowered him to become a better version of himself, his best version of himself. And while overcoming the trauma of war and learning how to adapt to his physical wounds um, has not been easy, he loves to work out. He loves challenging himself in his workout, proving himself that he is capable to anything he puts his mind to. Um, the, the mantra that he lives by is make it a great day. And he seeks to spread positivity into everything he does. And when I met Jeremiah in FitOps, he is a very, very positive person. He exudes positivity (laughs) there's no way that you can kind of be around him and in his circle and not feel like he wants to get that positive feeling out of you that positive vibe jeremiah has his own quote and in his own words this is what he says He wants everyone to succeed. Don't compete with me. Don't compete with the person next to you. Look in the mirror. That is who your competition is. Just be better than who you were yesterday. Once you do that, you're winning. And Jeremiah lives in Woodland, California right now with his wife, two kids, and three dogs. So let's give him a warm welcome and let's start talking. Hello, how are you? Oh my goodness, what's going on? (laughs) Nothing much. I'm so excited to have you on here today. I'm so glad that you had time to take out of your busy schedule to talk to me and to talk to us today. Super excited. (laughs) I am excited. I will always make time for you, sister. How the heck are you? Um, I'm doing well, you know, just... Just doing a lot of things here and there, as you know, you know, we have all these different little missions that we're always on every day. And 
yeah. trying to get it done. <laughs> yep, I love it. <laughs> and I just got finished um, reading through your bio. And yeah. I kind of wanted to start a little bit with your background. Um, sure. So if you could give us a little bit of details, like it, you, you're an 11-year Army veteran. What were you doing when you were in the military? And what, what kind of drew you to joining the military? What drew, I grew up in like a really patriotic family. And, um, you know, I, as a kid, you know, I was playing army in my backyard and, you know, wearing camouflage. And, uh, you know, I remember watching Desert Storm on TV and just how much I admired those men and women, you know, that I saw just going over there and, and, and doing something so courageous and brave. And when I was 17, I tried to, to join the Army Reserve. And I brought this army recruiter over to my house and my mom was very upset, just so <laughs> mad. But he sat there, right, like in the living room and telling me everything the army reserve could do for me. And when he had finished, he was, he looks at me, he's like, what questions do you have? And I didn't even get a chance to answer. My mom stood up and she just looked at him and said, you can leave my house now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So like, so he just was like, okay, yes, ma'am. And he walked out and my mom said, you're going to college, right? End of discussion. So I went off to college and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I lived in a, you know, my parents were really strict growing up and, uh, uh, you know, so I didn't really experience a lot of things, you know, that a lot of high school kids did. You know, I, I had that happen to me in college. And so I partied a lot. I was in a fraternity and, you know, we were out every night and doing different things at the fraternity house. And, uh, you know, my second year of college, I got a letter from the, the school saying, hey, we need to suspend you. And I'm like, what am I going to do now? And so I was like, you know what? I'm 20 now. Mommy can't tell me what to do no more. So I, I joined the army. I was I joined the army. I wanted to be airborne infantry. You know, I wanted to jump out of airplanes and go fight, you know, go fight bad guys. And uh, that's that's what I signed up to do. Um, and I arrived in North Carolina, at Fort Bragg, my first duty station, and just, you know, fell in love with wearing the uniform uh, and, you know, being a part of something so much bigger than myself. And that was late 90s. So there wasn't a lot of uh, chaos in the world, you know, like there is now or, you know, after the 2001, there wasn't a lot of that going on. So it was a lot of training and a lot of parades and things like that. But I truly did love just wearing that uniform. And I re-enlisted and said, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And I just kept re-enlisting. I did that two more times. And I absolutely just loved everything about the Army, about being surrounded by these men and women that are trying to make you better and trying to become better themselves, all while believing in, you know, the freedom and independence that we have as Americans and just helping people. Um, service was a very big core value of mine as a kid. And I was able to do that in the army. And for me, there was no greater, there was no greater thing I could have been doing with my life at the time. There was nothing. I just thought it was, I was exactly, I, I was doing God's work, I guess, you know, if you want to look at it that way, like that was what, <laughs> where I was supposed to be. That's what I was supposed to be doing and deployed to Iraq in 2006. Uh, and that's where it just kind of all fell apart. Uh, I, I got wounded by a roadside bomb, uh, lost one of my soldiers in the explosion 
his name private first class jody wayne missile and because of those injuries to me i was medically retired from the army and that's just you know really i guess when life fell apart for me and tell us a little bit about that so once you received your injury injuries and then you were medically retired how did everything kind of become where where it became to like where you struggled with the depression the anxiety and all of those issues like how did it how did that come to fruition after you were retired at first it was it was very easy because i moved to moved to california with my first wife where she's from and i was a stay-at-home dad and constantly surrounded by family right with a lot of love and just people around and things to do and people to go visit and places to go see and being a stay-at-home dad to this little girl who i think some of me still expected to uh you know be this army leader and babies don't listen Viv. you know that right? Like, <laughs> they do not <laughs> you know as as you try to get that nco voice going right babies don't listen um they're like but, you're not my supervisor <laughs> right? you're not in charge of me uh, a lot of it just it, i didn't know it at the time but i was really struggling with a lot of survivor's guilt and even though I had all this family around me all the time, I didn't have anybody around me that had served in the military, let alone someone that had experienced, you know, a traumatic event like that. So I really started to just kind of isolate myself from uh, people. And when I was around people, I just wanted to drink. You know, I just wanted to be, oh, everybody's drinking wine. Cool. All right. But before I start drinking that wine, I need to have, you know, I need to get primed up and, you know, be, have some beers before I do that, you know? And so I just, and I didn't even know it was a problem at the time. I was just like, this is just the way that it is. This is just the way that it is. I was drinking and, you know, acting out at times and uh, decided, you know, that we were going to have a divorce, right? Because of, you know, my behavior. And as we were going through the divorce, I really just, thought like, man, if I would have just died in Iraq, like I wouldn't be having any of these problems. Yeah. None. Like I could end all these problems like right now. And so I decided I was going to kill myself and I had a gun in my house, right? I had a gun and I actually put it to my head and pulled the trigger to see if like, I really had the courage to, to, to take my own life. And when I pulled that trigger, the gun was empty. But when I pulled that trigger, like I got excited, like I got so happy. Like I finally figured out that I had a plan. Like I have all this control and I got so happy. I was like, huh, I'm going to go out and celebrate. I'm going to go out and I'm going to party and I am going to enjoy my last night on earth. And I went to the bar and I started drinking all by myself and I was having a good time. And uh, when it come time to go home, I hopped in my car and started driving down the road and got a DUI. And um, fortunately, right, nobody uh, was injured, you know, because of, you know, my actions. Um, 
no one, you know, uh, got hurt, which was obviously great. Uh, but I do remember like that night kind of, you know, sitting in jail and just thinking, what the hell am I going to do now? Like, this is not, this is not who I am. And later, like I would have family members tell me, you know, you're the lowest of the low. Just, and I just, you know, felt worse. And right about that time, um, a veteran service organization, you know, had reached out to me and invited me to this event, you know, with physical health and wellness type event. And that was really like the moment that I was like, wow, I met all these other veterans that had similar experiences to me. And it made me want to become just a better person. And so I started exercising more, right? I hired a personal trainer. Uh, you know, I started learning about um, weight, right? Because, you know, Viv, like in the army, what do we do? We do push-ups <laughs> and sit-ups and we run. And yep. That's <laughs> yep, a lot of cardio, right? a lot of calisthenics. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he was, he had me in the weight room, you know, teaching me, you know, deadlifts and bench press, you know, and all that stuff that, uh, you know, I, we didn't really spend a lot of time on, you know, in an infantry unit. And uh, I loved it. I was just like, oh, cool. Like, this is my thing. This is my jam now. Like, and then, you know, what the divorce was happening and, and whatever. And, uh, and then one day, you know, I was at a different gym at this 24 hour place. And uh, uh, one of my Navy buddies, he calls me up and he's like, hey, man, um, I need you to come to the gym with me tonight. Tonight is the night that, you know, is the class full of all the hot girls. And I was like, I was like, dude, I already worked out tonight. I already worked out today and I got my kids. He's like, man, please, please come. Just, just come to the gym. Like there's a girl in there that, you know, I really like. And I was like, all right, fine. Uh, So I got a babysitter. Right. And um, there was this other girl in that class too. And we had known all the same people, you know, from going to the gym, but we had never talked. And that was the first night that that girl ever said hi to me. And uh, that girl is now my wife. Oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so um, that, like, exercise, you know, just became part of our life, just became part of who we are, you know, through all the ups and downs of, you know, life. Because no matter who you are or where you're at, you know, life isn't perfect, you know, through, you know, bouts of depression or miscarriages that have happened to us. You know, we, fitness has always been there. And, um, that's like the one thing in my life that, you know, I'm super extremely grateful for is, is health, because I know that at any time, regardless of how good or how bad I feel, I can go to the gym and feel a little bit better. Right. And I do wonder, like, since that day that, um, you got the DUI and you came out and started working on you know your mental health and physical health was there any challenges like do you did you still get urges to drink and use that coping mechanism to get through certain stressors like how did you overcome that yeah I still drank right after that DUI I had cut back a lot but I had still you know still kept drinking right and you know for a while like it really wasn't at least I, I don't know. I guess it depends on who you ask. It didn't become, you know, an issue until, you know, many years later after that DUI to where I didn't realize 
you know, what I was doing to myself because I would go and work out and then be like, man, I'm, I feel so good, you know, chasing that dopamine. Like I'm going to go get some beer and some wine and fire up the grill and have a good old time. But it was never, it was never enough. Right. Because once I had one, I wanted another and then I wanted another and then I wanted another. And, um, I would forget things, you know, that happened at dinner, you know, with, with my wife and kids, you know, I would forget just little stuff that happened, you know, the day prior. And, you know, um, my wife was like, you know, are you okay? Like, what's really going on? Like something's going on inside you. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And I didn't realize it, but like, I really felt alone again. Right. I, I felt more alone, even though here I was surrounded by family, my wife and my kids. And even though I had a really cool job, like I wasn't really happy with it. You know, um, the pandemic, like for many of us, like, you know, I guess really affected me, you know, in a way that just brought up that loneliness even more because even though I had a job that I liked, like, and when I wanted to talk about fitness and exercise, everybody that I worked with was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, that's not my thing. Right. Uh, So, and and then fortunately, you know, I got invited to, to fit ops. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got invited to fit ops. And it was funny. I think the way that it happened because I found fit ops in 2020 you know as the pandemic was going on because i was like man what if i could become a personal trainer you know and just like start teaching people and training people in my garage you know i got a rack and some weights and this assault bike and you know i just need a cert to you know solidify you know my knowledge and uh, i started googling around and i this thing came up about fit ops and i'm like that sounds super cool Uh, And I applied and obviously it, it, you know, took some time because of the world going, shutting down and all that stuff. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But when they finally emailed me and said, hey, we want to do an interview. And I was like, oh, my God, that's really cool. And I got really excited, (laughs) like for uh, for this, you know, Google video interview. And uh, it went really well, I thought. And I said, all right, well, we'll maybe reach out to you if we accept you. And I was like, okay. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be at this point. Right. And, you know, I was still drinking, you know, at the time. But again, I was just, you know, the next one always led to another, to led to another, that led to another, you know, until it was quite literally sit down and then pass out if I wasn't standing in my kitchen. You know, if I wasn't physically standing, I'd sit down, boom, pass out because I'd had so much, right? Um, and then finally I got the call to that, you know, I was accepted to come to Camp Fit Ops in Arkansas. And um, I met some really cool people like you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I just listening to, I think, you know, our brothers and sisters share, I was just amazed at how many of us, you know, had this uh, similar story, right? About, um, you know, about our lives and about our traumas and the way that we deal with them. Exactly. And I'm like, man, um, why, how, what, how are we all so similar like this? You know, why are we all using the, this, this 
drinking coping mechanism, you know, there's got to be a better way, got to be a better way. And what really did it, I think, was, you know, having to be, you know, sober at camp, right? Because I was the type of person to be like, all right, cool, we're done for the day. Hey, I'm headed to the PX to get a six pack. Who's coming with? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that opportunity would have presented itself at fit ops, like, you know, and there wasn't any drinking, I probably would have been the one going, Hey, I'm going to go get a six pack and study. Right. Um, so the, the, just the putting us in that situation of, yeah, there's no drinking here and there's not even a store to go to, to get it. Right. I think was really life saving, not just life changing. Definitely. I feel like the whole program was very thought out. Like it was very thoughtful how they designed it. Um, Cause like you, like we know you don't just go there to get your certification. You get so much more out of the program than that. And uh, any veteran is listening. I suggest highly suggest that you look up to fit ops program, especially if you're passionate about fitness as well absolutely yep absolutely check them out yes (laughs) and so how long have you been sober now uh uh, since then so it's like i I, I debate (laughs) like whether or not to even count the time at fit ops right um to count that time as sober time even though we were just because it was like a forced thing and so um Almost like if if we do count it, it'll be, uh, you know, 11 months and two weeks uh, on like the 15th or whatever. So it'll be like 11 months here in July. Um, Amazing. And uh, but like I'm really like, I think pushing that out to like September, right? Like the time when I came back home from FitOps to where yeah. it was readily to where it's readily available and accessible. Right. And I just haven't done it. Right. Because right. I was because I was like, you know what? I just went two and a half weeks without drinking. Let's see if I can make it 30 days. And I hit that 30 days and I was like, OK, cool. I wonder if I could do another 30. Right. And another 30. And then when I hit six months, I was like, OK, like I've really got something going here. Right. There's no point in, uh, you know, going to to the store to you know pick up another bottle of wine or anything like that. Um, I'm just going to keep going. Right. And I haven't, you know, not once, right. Been around it. Totally fine with it. Right. Anybody around me is doing it. That's totally cool. Right. (laughs) I'm I'm the last person in the world that would judge anyone for something like that. Right. Right. Um, But now I'm just like, you know what, like, I don't need it. Right. I'm trying to exercise more and, you know, make sure that I'm, I'm fueling my body. Right. So that I got the energy to do all the exercises that I need to do. Right. <laughs> and uh, to keep it like that. Um, and so, then how's your um, day to day now? Like you, you got a new position, right. With, um, with a new organization. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I started, when we came back from um, FitOps, right, I knew that what I was doing in like public relations just wasn't what I wanted. And so I started applying for different jobs at gyms and as personal trainer and things like that. And um, there's a, another really good organization, an amazing organization called Catch a Lift Fund that does wellness programs for veterans. 
and I got an email said, Hey, they were hiring coaches. And so I applied and, uh, you know, got picked up and interviewed a couple of times. And it's like, this is going to be like the coolest thing ever. And so now, um, there are coaches for catch a lift all over the country. I'm the head coach for the wellness program. Uh, and it's just fun every day to be working with veteran coaches that again, there's so many of us, you don't realize it, that have done the same thing, you know, faced all this trauma and have become sober, you know, because of health and, or pardon me, fitness and exercise, you know, and are now trying to give back to their brothers and sisters, you know, uh, by showing them coaching and showing them health and, you know, how we can do it together. Uh, truly grateful, truly grateful for Catch and Live because it's like I'm living a dream with this job, right? That's how great <laughs> it is. That's awesome. And like, what is, how's your day to day with that job? Like, how are you working um, with the veterans specifically? Sure. So I work with uh, like our wellness programs run eight weeks and our coaches work one-on-one with the veterans through uh, the eight week program. And they give them a eight week exercise program that is um, based off of their needs and wants and what type of discipline they choose. So my day-to-day is meeting with coaches throughout the day, making sure that they're succeeding with their veterans in the wellness program, um, spot checking in on different veterans. Hey, how are you enjoying the wellness program? What can we do better? What are we doing really good? You know, and taking it from them veterans and, you know, going to our program director and to our president saying, hey, this is what I'm hearing from our, our, from our folks. This is where we're, uh, they're saying we can improve and then taking the steps to implement that, right? Because very few people, or pardon me, very few organizations go to like the root and say, okay, we did this. How could we make it better? And then try to change it like immediately, right? That's a really big concern of ours is we know we've got a really good thing with the wellness program, but we're also smart enough to know that it's not the best and it could always be better. So we're always striving uh, to find ways to make it better so that, so that uh, the veteran has the best information that they can get. Amazing. That sounds awesome. And then do you think now like being ingrained back, you know, with your brothers and sisters in arms and then helping them in their um, lives and their struggles, do you think that's that's really what's helping you too? Like internally, um, just having that um, that purpose back again. Like you repurposed yourself. Yeah, it it is right. I I call it um, you. I, I call it being selfish, right? Because <laughs> because serving right helps me heal. Mm-hmm serving helps me heal. Right. And I got to be in order for me to be the best me. Like I've got to serve in some way. Like I have to, like, it's just, I need to help people that need help. Right. Like, and every time I do, like, I'm like, damn, I feel good. I'm gonna go do that again. Right. (laughs) Like, so, so I call it being selfish. Right. Like I, it most certainly has, has helped me you know, live life from a different perspective of just being like, man, here I am healing and here I am helping people, you know, because, you know, trauma, it, everybody's a little bit different, 
with with how they respond to that trauma and you know how they heal from that trauma and me you know I'm, I'm not afraid to say that you know no i'm not healed from it yet so i still got to help other people right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. i'll probably say that forever right no nope, i'm not healed yet so i still got to help people and i think part of it too is like those endorphins that you're chase that you're chasing you get that too from helping other people and it's like okay good now you know i have this 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 little you know little hit to go and do more and um yes and to do it in a positive way it's kind of like what i read about you you know you you want to make every day a great day and spread positivity and like yes. that's that is like the best thing to be addicted to is like positivity and just just helping people and yeah. you know being present being present be where your feet are and lean in right exactly yeah right yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, thanks yeah. thanks fit ops <laughs> yeah thanks fit ops yeah exactly right um so, yeah right like i could be i could be uh you know so, like some days you know it, because of you know my role it's very report driven right and there can be days where um, i'm really just in the reports and making sure they're good and getting everything done and just be like oh my goodness and if I have to sit here at this desk in this laptop for just five more minutes, like I'm, oh, this just is not good for me. But then I'll read like a veterans wellness program completion survey, right? And I'll read how um, their coach worked with them one on one and how big of an impact it helped, right? Or, you know, they'll mention a coach specifically or, you know, hey, Jeremiah called and checked in on me. Like I really appreciated him doing that. Just that little sentence, boom, right there. There go, there goes that dopamine and then endorphins kicking in, right? Like, yep, cool, I'm good. I got eight more hours of reading reports in me. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, like that's that's how it goes. That's awesome. And then um how how is it now living, you know, how's it with the family, the two kids and three dogs? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Two kids and three dogs. Yeah. How, how um, are the kids I, doing with everything? They're, they're good. Uh, my, my daughter is going to be in um, 11th grade this fall. Uh, my son will be starting junior high um, this fall. Um, they both have like their, it's cool to see them kind of like blossoming in, you know, to their own individual personalities. Right. Um, which is really great. And what's even really cooler about it, Viv, is like remembering things they say, yeah. right? Because they would say something to me and then the next day, hey, dad, remember last night when we were talking about blah, blah, blah? I'd be like, no, I don't, right? But now I'm like, yeah, I do remember that. And um, yeah, that's awesome. Or no, you're grounded. <laughs> you, know, like, um, you know, so I, I, it, I, I think they appreciate it. You know, I think, you know, you can see it kind of in their faces, too, I think, you know, um, because it's not, hey, let's go out to dinner and no, we can't order dinner until dad has a full beer in him, right, type thing, because don't want to get that food in the way of making you full so you can't have that beer, right? So now it's like we go out to dinner, um, hey, which appetizer are you getting? I'm hungry. Let's go. I'm getting three of these and four of those type thing, right? Like, um, instead of you know prioritizing the alcohol um 
So yeah, I, I, I remember it and I'm just more appreciative of my very limited time that I had, that I know that I have with them. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we don't have much time with them. They get older, they, they leave us. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, we, we make such an impact on them too. Like when they're growing up, the things that they model and learn from us. And I, I think it's definitely one of our main missions to do whatever we can to make sure that they, they have the best upbringing, you know, their best. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They got the, the right tools for the battles out there because we know there is a whole bunch of battles out there and we want. Oh my goodness. Well, that's can. right. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Right. You know, and it, it, I always thought it was, I always thought like one of the, like one of the weirdest things, you know, that happens from separation from the military to that transition into a civilian. One of the things that I see happen the most is we stop, and when I say we, as veterans in general, obviously not everybody, but in general, this is a very good generalization, is we stop leading by example. Oh, yeah. We, we stop leading by example, right? And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, for whatever trauma that was, even if it was just the trauma of no longer being in the military, we stop leading by example, right? And I think it's because we're not surrounded and we're not challenged or we're not pushed or we're not inspired or empowered by all those great military leaders that pushed us to become better anymore, right? Now, all of a sudden, the pressure's on and it's so much easier to be like, you know what? No, I'm not going to get up at 4 a.m. today. I don't need to, right? So yeah. then, the, then, then at some point, right, we realize, wow, I, I, I'm missing out on so much by not leading by example. That is so true. You know, I've never thought of it that way. That is a, a very good reflection. Because, yeah, yeah. We, we don't push ourselves to that limit anymore. And then, you know, just struggling with the the feeling of not having that purpose anymore when you could just develop that purpose now as a civilian or as a dad or, you know, a parent. We yeah. kind of don't, don't realize that we still have this ongoing mission that we call life that we can that's, definitely continue to lead by example in yeah that's absolutely right yep yeah that's a really good reflection jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> man and um so what what's in the future for jeremiah like what what's your what do you think your next five years is gonna look like Oh, wow. Um, good question. So earlier this year, um, the CrossFit gym that my wife and I belong to, the owner came to us and said, hey, do you want to buy this place? Mm. And uh, we deliberated a little bit and thought about it. And we said, yes, we want to buy it. Um, so we are poised right now for a um, September 1st um, official takeover in the eyes of CrossFit headquarters and all that good stuff. Uh, so we're bought a CrossFit yeah. affiliate. We're gonna be CrossFit affiliate owners. We're super excited about it. Um, we we definitely love the CrossFit methodology, and we love the community. 
that it really uh, shows. It was, you know, I remember when I first found CrossFit and how everybody was like cheering me on to complete this really ridiculously hard, you know, workout. Like, and this reminds me, this, like, this reminds me of being in the army, right? right. I really, I fell in love with it, right? And uh, so we're, we're we're super excited to become affiliate owners, you know, and kind of like carve out our little uh, uh, fitness empire, right? And uh, again, like it, we just want to help people, right? right. And like this exactly. this is our this is our chance to do that, right? This is our chance to. Um, uh to help people you know and you uh, have that reach in your community now yeah yeah that's awesome. yeah so we're super excited about that um obviously still i still want to be you know part of you know catch a lift and, and help my brothers and sisters there you know and just continue to be a good role model for my kids and continue to be a uh, good supportive husband to my wife uh, and just lead in our community from the way that we can and stuff that excites us. And that's health and fitness. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's definitely that passion that's kind of led us to all these little opportunities that, you know, have really drawn all of us together, you know, when we were at FitOps and just drawn us to different organizations that help other people. And, and yes. It's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And it, and it, and again, like it, it comes back to like seeing, I think, um, the uniqueness of what FitOps did for us, really. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then I have one more question, um, a nice little closeout question. What song is on repeat? while you're in the gym working through your hardest workouts, what do you put on repeat to get through? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's eye of the tiger by survivor. Oh, okay. So <laughs> playing around. <laughs> yeah. Um, that song always fires me up. And the reason, the reason that it fires me up so much is because, um, growing up, uh, in my hometown of Maslin, Ohio, high school football is huge right? Huge. Our uh, stadium, high school stadium seats over like 16,000. We've got a turf field, um, like huge, right? If you were anybody, like you were always at the high school football games on Friday night. And our mascot was the Tigers. (laughs) And um, I always made sure to get to the stadium early because at a certain time before every home game, is when they played Eye of the Tiger by Survivor over the PA system at the stadium. <laughs> and I just got so excited to be there, listen to that song, and then watch the football, right? And watch football. Um, and so that's like the one I hear that come on, the little, in the beginning, I'm like, okay, get up. It's time to get some more reps in. Let's go. Um, that's it eye of the tiger by survivor i love it that's a great question oh my goodness yeah you gotta ask you gotta ask what people listen to (laughs) i love it oh that's great (laughs) and um if people want to follow you um where can they find you at and um where can they follow you and what's your handle and all of that yeah uh on instagram i am uh at coach underscore Jeremiah underscore Polly, uh, 
coach underscore Jeremiah underscore Polly. Uh, that's awesome. probably the best way. I try to do some, sometimes I try to put some funny TikTok videos of myself up there, um, <laughs> you know, just trying to have some fun, maybe a little bit of inspiration, you know, things like that. Very good. Very good. So I'll definitely have that in the episode notes so people can get in contact with you if they want to. And um, Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I really appreciated you talking to me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You're doing so many good things, man. I'm so proud of you. Also proud of you. And I'm excited to see this gym. I can't wait to see you, you know, with your photos and videos doing great things for your community i think it's going to be amazing yeah we're, we're super excited i appreciate you saying that it's uh it's definitely going to have its challenges but uh i wouldn't want to do it i don't think if it wasn't going to be a little bit challenging right like here's the keys you're in charge now oh wait that was it that was that's, it <laughs> that's 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 too easy like I, I don't i don't want that like i you know i i all right cool now that i got it like how can i make it better right that's that's like how can I add value to people's memberships? How can how can we make it better? Because yeah, and because you, that's what's really and important. Everything that you went through built you, you know, to this point. So everything that you've gone through is going to help you navigate all these challenges and help other people too. So yeah, thank you. And here's here's the here's the here's the kicker too, Viv. Like if you would have told me two years ago, right? <clears throat> Two years ago, I know it was like the start of the pandemic and all that junk, but two years ago, I was going in a completely different career path, completely different. Exactly. Completely different. So you just never know, right? Like a kind of turn your life is going to make. And that's why I think you just need to keep your head up and stay positive and help people. All kinds of good things are going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for that. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day with your family. And in again. Yeah, thank you. You as well. Uh, we're going to hang out and go to a friend's barbecue. And uh, they got a little pond. Yeah, we're going to like throw my kids in the pond. Yeah, just have some fun. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Jeremiah. Well, thank you again, and you have an amazing weekend. All right. Thank you, sister. You as well. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Once again, thank you for joining the 5Fs of Viv all the information, the organization, uh, FitOps, and Jeremiah's Instagram handle are located in the episode notes. Uh, please give us a review, share the episode with friends, fellow veterans, everyone. Um, let's get the word out. All right, everyone have an amazing 4th of July weekend.